in your Bibles this morning to Habakkuk chapter 2. This, this is the first day of a new year. And I wasn't going to uh, bring, up, bring up this message this year because every time we do this, I, I have uh, either no or exceptionally few people come and tell me what the Lord is doing. So I thought, why bother? You know, why, why do it if they're not going to participate? Well, and the more I was thinking about what, what to bring this morning, the Lord, had, Lord seemed to have other thoughts about this, so um, we're going we're gonna to look at this again. Yes. Write your vision for 23. Yes, Write your vision for 23. There is a, uh, uh, a set of... CDs by Brother Copeland. You are the prophet of your life. Of your own life. And uh, David Ellis, was. we were talking one time, and he said he had listened to that thing over and over and over and over. You know, he traveled with Brother Copeland, and he would just keep listening to this series over and over. And he said he listened to it till he finally got it. Um, but think about the, the title. You are the prophet of your own life. So I'm, I'm giving you an opportunity this morning to be, the, be a prophet. You say, well, you can't do that. Well, I can. So I am. Habakkuk chapter 2. This is, I'm going to read this out of the NIV, I mean the, the New King James. I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. The, uh, the cities back then would have uh, I, I was reading something about Solomon's, Solomon's uh, work when Solomon was king. He had, I, th I think it was over 4,000, 4,000, 400 or 4,000, I don't remember which, people that, that stood on the walls. You know, they would, they would take shifts and they would, you know, like that. And these people would, would uh, in some places, uh, it talks about they would go up into the tower. There were towers around the city where these people would, you know, I could stand here on the wall and look, but if I go up in the tower, I can see a lot further. Yeah. And they would, they would watch for enemies that would try to come. Or they would watch for a messenger that was coming from, the, from a battle with news for the king. And they would see them, and they would tell, tell the, uh, the gatekeeper, open the door. Yes. So this is, what he's, this, is, this is the reference that he's talking about. Um, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see. So he's expectant. Watch to see what he will say to me. And what I will answer when I'm corrected. Then the Lord answered and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets. That he may run who reads it. This guy that's the runner is anxious to get going. He needs to be able to read this, get it, and go and come with a correct message. For the vision is, is verse 3, for the vision is yet to be for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak, and it will not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it. 
Mark this in your Bible. Because this is something you're going you're gonna to look at repeatedly this year. If you do this. Though it tarry. You know, we want it Burger King style or, or McDonald's. Drive up to one window, pet, throw your money in, you drive to the next window, and they throw the food in your, your car, and you drive off. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it, sure, it will surely come. It will not tarry. So, everybody have a pen and pencil? Paper and pen, whatever? If you don't have a piece of paper, smile at somebody around you. Maybe they'll share with you. But you need to write this down. So, we're going to start off this morning with the question. And I want you to write this down. And when you go home, ask yourself this. What do you want, or where do you want to go this year? Where do you want to go this year? Or, what do you want out of this year? Do you have a vision? Where do you want to go this year? And I'm not talking about Denver or, you know. We're talking about where do you want to go with the Lord? What do you want to do with, do? Where do you want to go this year? Or what do you want out of this year? That'll make, maybe that'll make it a little clearer. Do you have a vision? You know, if you don't have a vision, you need to get on your knees before the Lord and say, Lord, what about this year? What's in store for this year? What's in store for me this year? What can... What would you like for me to believe for? If you don't have a vision, he'll give you one. Yes, amen. Now, let me suggest, suggest to you something. Don't make it all about uh, material things. Amen. Okay? Now, listen, listen to me. Look at me. I want you to look up here at me. I did not say don't believe for material things. I didn't say that. I said, don't make it only about material stuff. Okay? Where, where do you want to go spiritually in, in the Lord, in, in the things of God? Let me, let me uh, use an example here for you. Now, this is, this is my example. You... You know, I, this is when I was sitting there studying. I thought, well, this would be a good, good one to use. So, I'm going to use it, and we're going to use this kind of all the way through. But just remember, this is this is an example. I'm just, whoop. all right. Here's here's the example I got. Okay. I want to know the voice of the Lord more accurately. This year, I want to know His voice more accurately. Be more sensitive to hearing Him so that I'm alert when He wants to talk to me. When I first got a hold of uh, some of Kenneth Hagin's materials, got, first got a hold of some of his books, one thing that I caught, caught on, uh, I, I caught early on was he said, He's, this is one of the things that he said, and I, it was just something that stuck with me. When you begin to hear the voice of the Lord, or you know, you, you're, you're starting to to uh, do what we're saying here. You're, you're, you want to hear hear the voice of the Lord. You want to know His voice more accurately. When when He first starts talking to you, don't jump up and run around yelling. God told me this. God told me, Lord, that told me. <coughs> Let me just, I'm, I'm trying to save you embarrassment. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to keep your walk from being set back. Mm -hmm. right. yeah. Yeah. 
Okay? When he starts talking to you, don't jump up and run around and act a fool and say, the Lord told me, the Lord told me, the Lord told me this. Remember, you're a novice. And even if you're not a novice, you want to become more proficient. He's talking to you. you. You don't need to tell everybody in the community. I, I'll just be honest with you. I've heard people say, you know, they, they were, quote, real prayers. And the Lord told me, and I thought, you're a real prayer? If you were that much of a prayer, you would know what you just heard was not God. But then again, they didn't ask me, what did I think about it? So it wouldn't have done me any good to tell them. And this is something, it's sad to say, it happens quite a bit. There's things that need to be adjusted inside of them so that they're open to hear accurately. Okay, turn with me to John 10. Now remember, we're still, we're still working on, on uh, this presumption that we're got, this is what we want to do. And I'm sure everybody here, that's something that you want to be a part of. When you, when you start hearing, you know, you're, you're seeking to hear the Lord's guidance, your fellowship with Him. Uh, you need to judge what you hear. Well, but the Lord told me, did He? Amanda has called us and she said, you know, so-and-so called me and told me this and this. And, and she said, you know, that, no. No, that's not me. You mind if I use this? <laughs> kind of late to ask now. <laughs> and uh, and this, this, this person said, yeah, it is. And she says, no, that's not me. This person was calling him and told her, you know, the Lord said this about you. And she said, that's not me. No, you're, you're mistaken. And they would say, yes, that's what the Lord said about you, for me to tell you. And she, she's, in all honesty, she says, no. You know, if somebody says no to me, that's not me, then I have to really honestly look at me. Did I miss it? Am I the one that's the problem here. Yeah. If they're saying no, well. So you have to judge what you hear. Is, is, this a, is there a spiritual witness with it? The, you, a spiritual witness is in here. Look at me. Look at me. A spiritual, you get a spiritual witness here, not here. This is taboo here this is this is where the spirit of god lives okay i heard uh, one of the one of the instructors at rama one time they were talking about well where do you hear from god here here it's right here this is where he talks about being in your belly Is there a spiritual witness that goes along with it? Uh, judge, judge what you hear by its content. When the Lord talks to you, there will be certain things in that message that the enemy wouldn't bring up. He wouldn't have a part of it. Okay? Judge it by its contents. Is there peace that goes with it, or is there fear? Amen. I was sitting in the, in the airport in Frankfurt. We, we got there late, and um, I was seeing a girl there in, in uh, Zaragoza that went to our church. And uh, 
I was sitting there. We were going to a religious retreat up in Birch's Garden. And we got there a little late, and so the bus had gone, and we were stuck in the airport overnight. And you've heard me tell about the wonderful seats in the airport. You know, they hit you right about here, so you can't go to sleep if you had to. So I'm sitting there looking out over the, over the, uh, where the runway lights, you know, come around. Uh, they, they left those lights on. Uh, wait, you know, whenever there would be a plane come in, they would turn on the main stuff. And I'm sitting there, and it was dark, and everybody had gone to sleep. Uh, one guy, Jeff, he found a table he could lie down on. And uh, you know, another guy found some other place to, to lay on the floor or something. And I'm sitting there just... You know, you can do this, and, and after a while, your mind gets quiet. You're just looking at, you're looking at a void, just a black void. And I was sitting there and, and I hear inside me, uh, <laughs> Linda's not the one that I have for you. No. I want you to break up with her. <laughs> and you know, when, when he, he said that, you know, some people... They, they, when they have to break up with the other person, it is so traumatic. Yeah. Oh, it's tears and the this and the that. When he said that, I thought, okay. <laughs> because I, I, I had the word of the Lord. I know his will. And he said, she's not the one that I have for you. Meaning there's another one somewhere. Ta-da. So, you know, when I got back home from, from that trip, I sat down and wrote out a letter. And, you know, my spelling is the pits. But I spelled every word right that time. I mean, it was God. But, you know, what I'm saying is there was a peace when he spoke to me. Where do, you, where do you find that peace when he talks to you? Yes. Think about that. Where does the peace come? Here or here? You know, these, these things that we're talking about are, they're not intellectual things. Okay? Things, things in your head. You, we're dealing with spiritual things of the heart. Now, some people have a hard time with that. What? What are you talking about? Well, the Bible talks about in 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, and then over in, in Hebrews, it talks about that we're three parts. We are a spirit. That's the part of you that is eternal. If your body falls dead right here, all I have is the shell. Yes. You are gone. Yes. Yeah. That thing that inhabited that shell all of these years has left and is in heaven or hell, one of the two, depending on where, you're, where you made arrangements, where you made your reservation. Secondly, that's our spirit, and our body is what we, get, we pay so much attention to. We do all kinds of things to pamper the body and everything. But what do you, what do, you do for your spirit? Yes. And then the soul. Okay? So be more conscious of, of your spirit, man. Because that's where the Lord's going to talk to you. Okay. Um, you know, if, if, it's, if, if the things that you're hearing are just in the head, that's not God. Okay, John, John chapter 10, and let's look at verse 3. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. You need to underline that. The sheep, I hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. 
And when he puts them forth, his, his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Okay? Okay? These are, these, are, these are scriptures that you need to go back if, you're, if that's one of the things that you're wanting to do this year. These are things that you need to feed on. And a stranger, verse 5, and a stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him for they do not know the voice of a stranger. So my confession is uh, his own sheep, uh, he, he leads his... Sheep hear, I hear his voice. Okay, I hear his voice and I know his voice. But I don't follow a stranger because I don't know his voice. That's right, that's right. So there's three things that you can make into a confession out of these verses. Verse 14. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. So again, he says, I know him. As the Father knows me, even so I know, I, even so know I the Father, and lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring and they shall hear my voice. Mm -hmm. yeah. So again, we hear his voice. And there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Verse uh, 27. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they, know, they follow me. Now, back up to uh, verse 10. Jesus, you know, a lot of people take this verse for granted. Mm -hmm. But this is a very profound verse. He says in verse 10, The thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Mm -hmm. Judge Judge what you're hearing. The thief comes to do these things. One of the things, he, he comes to steal your peace. He comes to try to destroy your relationship with the Lord. So judge the content of what you're hearing. Jesus said, I am come that they may have life. The word life here is zoe. The God kind of life. The God quality of life. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So when the devil comes to you and starts, or, or let me say it this way, when, when you start hearing, hearing that little whisper that says, you're not going to have enough, or this is coming, this is going to happen, Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, if you think on it, it starts producing fear. Yeah. But what he's saying is he's talking about lack, not having enough. Well, that goes opposite of what Jesus is saying. Throw out, throw out what the devil's talking to you. Don't, don't, even, don't even go back and contemplate it at all. Put it in the trash. Move on. So judge what you hear. Is, is, you, you know, you'll know if you walk with the Lord for a while, you'll know in your knower whether this is God. Okay. Uh, when you want to hear from, the, from God, when you want to hear from the Lord, you have to have your heart open to hear from Him. I've, I've talked with people, they, they don't really want to hear. They're afraid. They are afraid to hear from Him. Yeah. Why would I be afraid? 
I talked to him about my salvation and we got that worked out. So why would I be afraid? Who's told you to be afraid? If you're born again, you're cleansed, you've been made a new creation, you are the righteousness of God in Christ, you stand holy and sanctified before Him, what has He got to pick at? Deal with that. Get before the Lord and get honest with Him. Say, Lord, I don't know where this fear comes from, but I, I know from the Word it's not from you. He wants to work, get, He wants to deal with this more than you want to deal with it. Because He doesn't want His children bound, bound with fear. Well, now, I, I said, when, you, when you're wanting to hear from God, you have to have your heart open to hear from Him. Okay? When, when you set your will to do certain things, now listen, to the, listen real closely. When you have set your will to do certain things, then you are Lord, God isn't. And you'll have a hard time hearing from Him. You remember that little little car I had when I was in Spain? I had a little Volkswagen. And uh, I was going to trade cars with this other man in the church. It was a little red, red and white, red car with a white top, uh, Mini. Mini Cooper. Loved it. A little hot rod. <laughs> and uh, I was going to trade my car which was, which was uh, it had been built to, to come to the states. They would, they would allow that in the states because of it, the emission standard equipment that was on it. I like that one better. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted, I wanted, now get this, follow this. I wanted the little red one. And the Lord's trying to talk to me. I'm, I'm getting a witness, and I'm not real sure what's going on here. But after a little bit, I knew pretty much this is the Lord. But I want that red one. I had set my will on that. Now, you understand what I'm saying? I had set my will. I want that. And the Lord, we're, we're trying to, he's trying to talk to me. And I'm, I'm, my focus is on that little red car. And he wasn't getting through to me. When I lay down all my wants and said, Lord, I want your wants. That was a. That was one of the dumbest things I'd ever done. No amening, just be quiet. <laughs> when you set your set your when you are set on hearing from the Lord at any cost. Any cost. That little red car really wasn't worth it. Hearing what the Lord had to say to me was more. When you, set, when you are set on hearing from the Lord at any cost, you make Him Lord and He'll come and talk to you. I'll give you a good example. I was, I was an extreme introvert when I was at home. Uh, just terrible. My dad went to a PTA meeting one time and he was talking to my science teacher and she said, you know, if, if I don't take roll and call roll and hear him, 
I don't even know he's in the, in the classroom. I mean, I was just terrible. And uh, when I went into the service, that I, I hated it the way that it turned out, but I can see God's hand in it. I didn't want to be a cop, law enforcement and security. I didn't want any part of that. I said, anything but a cop or a cook. <laughs> or at least I didn't wind up a cook. And, uh, but that career, career path forced me to come out of my shell. Okay? And um, so, um, anyway, let's move on. Another, one of, one of the other stumbling blocks that uh, people need to deal with is that uh, some Christians have to, have to deal with this. They, they, they have a notion that has been put into them that, that of you choosing what you want out of this year. This is, this is a, a roadblock to some people. They, they, they just say, no, you can't do that. People, people have been taught God is so sovereign that only He can choose for you what you, you will have. Now, did you understand what I said? Yes. Do, you, do I need to repeat that again? Yes. Some, some of you kind of look at me funny. Some people have, have the notion that God is so sovereign that only He can choose for you what you'll have. You know, this is one of the one of the questions I ask. What do you want out of this year? Yeah. Yeah. And they say, God's so sovereign, you can't choose. Only He can choose that for you. Okay. Well, let's see what does the Word tell us. Yes, amen. Deuteronomy chapter 30. I think some people are so afraid to make a choice, they just slough it off on God. Say God is sovereign, and you can't choose. Well, Deuteronomy 30, this is the New King James, verse 19. Uh, I believe here this is, uh, I need to go back and read it a little more closely, but I think it's Joshua's talking. Either that or this is Mo, uh, Moses right before he dies. He says, Moses. is it Moses? Okay. Moses says, I call heaven and earth to witness, uh, uh, as witness against today against you that I have set before you life. Now notice the choice. Life and death. Blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that both you and your descendants may live, that, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey His voice, and that you may, may cling to Him, for He is your life and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. Now, notice this. Notice what the key is here. He says, I set these things before you. You choose. And then to make it easy for the dumb ones, he says, choose life. You're laughing. But there's a lot of people that are not choosing this today. They haven't chose the Lord. They've turned him down flat. Yes. I heard, heard John Denver, he, he made a statement one time. He's, he grew up in a church, and he says, no, I don't want any of that Jesus stuff. Yeah. He was killed in a uh, plane crash. What was it, a glider plane? or Anyway, but he chose. And Moses is saying to, saying to the people, 
I set these things before you today. Now choose. Joshua chapter 24. Now this is Joshua talking. Moses has died. Joshua has taken over the, the reins of leadership. And he says in Joshua 24, verse 14, Now therefore fear the Lord, serve Him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seem evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself now, if God is so sovereign, why would He say that? If He's going to choose for me. That's being redundant. He's going to do the, do the choosing. Just stand still and let Him do it. No. He's saying here through, through Joshua, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether, whether the gods which, are your, which your fathers served that are on the, on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites, in whom the land in, in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, I'm making a choice, and I'm saying it before all of you. We will serve the Lord. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. Yes, God is sovereign, but He has turned some of that sovereignty over to us. Yes. Now you go. What? Yes. Go over to Mark 11. You know, people don't. People just don't dig into the Word. It's it's a shame because there's so much wealth when you start pulling out a Strong's Concordance and start looking at what some words say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mark 11. In uh, <clears throat> verse 12, 13, and 14, Jesus is hungry. Uh, he sees a fig tree. He comes to the tree. There's nothing on it. And he spoke to it. He said, He said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And the boys heard it. Yeah. The disciples heard it. So Jesus wasn't whispering this under his breath. Mm -hmm. The next morning, they go out of the city. And uh, when even was come, in verse 19, he went out of the city. Well, they walked up the same path. Nobody said a word. And you know Peter. If there's something to say, that's Peter. <laughs> verse 20, And in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. <laughs> and Peter calling to remember, saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. Now, if you have not, not heard me talk about this before, the word cursed, uh, which thou cursed, if you look up that word cursed in the Strong's, it means to speak negativisms. Not cussed. Not a good old Texas, just cuss it out. No, he cursed, and it withered away. And Jesus, now notice, pay, pay close attention here. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. Now I've got two different, different uh, interlinear Greek New Testaments in my, my office. And the... Uh, the English rendering here is have the faith of God or have the God kind of faith. Yes. And if you'll look in the Strong's, when, look at this word have. I, I put that up on the screen one time. Is it up there? Uh, and it, it tells you all the way the word have is translated in the King James Bible. One of, those, one of those translations is for have is use. And you can see by what Jesus is about to say, that's what he's saying to these guys. 
And Jesus answering saith unto them, Use the God kind of faith. Use the faith of God. Now, people are all the time wanting to know, who told you you could do that? In other words, where did you get your authorization? Well, according to this, Jesus is talking to me here, and he's saying to me, have or use the God kind of faith. Use the faith of God. Well, that means I've got to go back and find out what's the faith of God like. You know, I was, I was meditating on this one day, and, and this just came to me like that. Uh, Jesus is saying this to these guys, and these, all these men have gone, they, they've all had a bar mitzvah, meaning they have to memorize the first five books of the Old Testament. Well, the first two chapters that they memorized was creation. And God said, boom, it happened. Nine, at least nine times, he said, and something happened. He said, something happened. So that's a, that is how the God kind of faith works. How the faith of God. He spoke, and something happened. Notice, and Jesus answering saith unto them, have the faith of God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. I was, I was studying this one day, and Brother Hagin used to tell us, you know, you can have faith in your heart with doubt in your head. And it took a while for that one to sink in. Thoughts can come to my mind, but my heart is a separate entity from my brain. I can believe here even while thoughts of doubt are coming here. Brother Hagin would say, you know, the birds can fly over your head, but don't let them build a nest in your hair. In other words, don't let those thoughts rest and then take place. Stick with this. Be sure you're, you're focused here. And just say, I, no, get away. Get away from me. Okay? For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say. In other words, God said, and he's saying here, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. Would you give me a little leeway here? Yes. But shall believe in his heart that those things which he saith, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Moving along. Go, over with, go with me to Psalms 35. Psalms 35. We're talking about choosing. Psalms 35, 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, Let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Now, who has pleasure? The Lord has pleasure in my prosperity. My tongue shall speak of thy righteousness and of thy praise all day long. Psalms 103, verse 20. Psalms 103, verse 20. Bless the Lord, you his angels, 
that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Hearkening unto the voice. Look at me. Hearkening unto the voice. We could, we, we could just as easily say, hearkening unto the voice of the word that of His Word that you have put in your mouth and you're speaking. See, we're told, keep this in your mouth. Hearkening unto the voice of His Word. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, all you His hosts, you ministers of His that do His pleasure which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. You know, I said, don't, don't make this all about material things. But I, I also said, I didn't say only. You know, we're supposed to be increasing. Yes. We are supposed to be, uh, you know, the Lord told Abraham, I will make you a blessing and you will be a blessing. Yes. If he were not blessed, how could he be a blessing? Yes. If he were not blessed, he would not have had all the servants that he had and he had his own armory. He had an armorer that created these, these weapons. And they were trained servants. They just didn't give him a sword and say, All right, let's go kill those, those enemies. That's suicide. These people had been trained in, 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 in the weapons that they had. And when they, they came and they, they uh, invaded Sodom and Gomorrah took all the people, burned the city, took all of the cattle and everything, and somebody got escaped and went and found Abraham, and they told him what, what had happened. He had 300 and some odd servants that he armed all of them and went and overcame those armies, armies, got his nephew and family back and all of his stuff and all the stuff of the people that, that were in that place. How could he have done that if he had not been blessed? If he had not prospered? It takes money to feed and, and clothe and keep all those servants. You know, some Christians, when you start talking about uh, money or prospering, there's a lot of Christians, they choke. And I have done this overseas and in the States. And when you start talking about money, it's like this wall goes up. He's wanting my money. I don't need your nickel. You know, when that, when that wall goes up, that wall also keeps the word out. Yes. Yeah. 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 Psalms 1.15. I'm giving you, giving you scriptures that you can stand on as you work on your vision. Psalms 115.12-15. The Lord has been mindful of us. You could say, the Lord has been mindful of me. He will bless me. He will bless my house, or He'll bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. You know, we are today the, the spiritual, spiritual Israel. Yes. So He's talking to you and I here. Yes. The, Lord, the Word says that we are uh, kings and priests. So Aaron there, that covers that. He will bless them that fear Him, both small and great. The Lord 
shall increase you. Say me. The Lord shall increase me more and more. Me and my children. The Lord, ye are blessed. You are blessed of the Lord which made heaven and earth. I mean, this should be a part of your confession yes. daily. This, okay, let's let's get on here. Isaiah fifty-three, verse four and five. You know, if if you don't have a Strong's concordance, uh, do yourself a favor. How much are how much are the concordances? We'll we'll knock we'll knock ten dollars off of that today. Okay. If you want a if you want a concordance, go in there and buy one. You need you need one of these in your every household, every Christian home needs a needs a concordance. Uh, Isaiah fifty three. This is verse four and five out of the King James. Surely he hath borne our griefs, and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him; we considered him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement. I like the, I love the amplified, the classic amplified. Mm -hmm. The, 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 uh, how does that word, word that? The class, the, the chastisement needful for our peace and well-being. To, to obtain our peace and well-being was upon him. Uh, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. The word peace, you know, people have a concept of peace. Let me, sh let me share with you what, what this word peace means. It's the word shalom. It means safe, well, happy. It, and I'm not giving, giving you... The, the whole thing because it takes too long. It means welfare. In other words, your welfare, not the government welfare, Amen. but you know, your, your well-being. Yes. Uh, health. Now get this. Prosperity. The chastisement for our prosperity was upon Him. So, it means prosperity, pros, uh, prosperous. You can go and dig out all the rest of the things. But when you look at, when you look at the plan of redemption, all of these things are inclusive in what He's done for us. So for me to believe for what is mine already... I just don't understand why some of these religious people get hung up on this thing. Anyway, so believing for prosperity isn't wrong. Allowing it to control you is wrong. Psalms 118 verse 25. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Now look at me. I want, I want to read something to you. Growing up, I, I remember so many times hearing, hearing the word used, uh, materialism. Oh, they're just materialistic. That's all these people ever think about is materialism. Uh, the word materialism means a tendency to consider material possessions and physical comfort as more important than spiritual values. In other words, you can be sitting on a, on a pile of gold bricks. You can pave every room in your house with gold bricks and not be materialistic. Where's your heart? You know, to, to have all of that gold, big deal. I'm going to a place that, that they use that for streets. 
you know, the outhouse is paved with gold. Yeah. What do I need? What do I care? You know? It's where your heart is. I can, I can, I can help build churches in foreign countries with that stuff. Put it to good, good use. But if I don't have it, I can't. We just have to keep it in its place. Psalms uh, 122, verse 1. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. David was one of those people. When it came time to build the, the, uh, the new temple, Solomon's temple, he gave over a billion dollars in his, his out of his pocket, not out of the, the city coffers, out of his treasury. He gave, oh, I think it was a million and a half, a billion and a half in today's standard. And when you hear all these other men that, the, 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 the uh, what do they call those men that were with David? The mighty men of valor. He challenged them and them together, they brought a billion Can you imagine what that place looked like? They were building to honor the Creator, the God of Israel. They had they had a vision. Wow, what a vision! Wow. Let's go back over to Habakkuk. We're gonna let's see if we can finish this up real quick. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1. I will stand my, upon my watch and, and set me upon the tower. I will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am, when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon, the, upon, the tab upon tablets that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, wait, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. God told the prophet, prophet to, to write the vision out and make it plain. Make it understandable. You, this, is some, this is something that you need where you can have access to this every day. Yeah. You can carry it around with you. And it needs to be plain. Don't make it so complicated people can't figure out what you're saying. Yeah. Don't make it so elaborate that someone, can, someone else can't read it and figure it out. Write the vision and make it plain. Now there will be there will be things that uh, that you're believing for that you'll have to have corresponding action to go along with this. Hello, you know some people just want to write it out, stick it in their Bible, and yeah, it's going to come. It's going to come right out of there. There may be things you have to do. Okay, I'll give you an example. Remember the example we're using here? Okay. Uh, you're, you're wanting to know the voice of God better. And, and in your prayer time, that's assuming you do have a prayer time. You will, you'll, have to, you'll have to get quiet and be still and listen. Let me say it again. In your prayer time, don't do all the talking. Be quiet. And be still. And listen. Now, I want to show you something. I can sit down here and get very still. 
Try this. Go home and do this. I want you to, I want you to see this. Go home and do this. Just go home and find you a place where nobody's going to be coming and bugging you. Your wife's not going to ask you for what do you want for lunch. Yeah, where your phone and iPad are nowhere to be found. <laughs> but sit down and be still. And check on the inside. How still are you on the inside? How quiet is it on the inside? Now watch. <clears throat> Let me warn you, uh, in, the be in the beginning when you're, you're doing this, you may not hear anything right off, right? First time, okay? In the very beginning. It may take, take you some time to get still, okay? Where you're not only still outside, but you get still inside. You know, David, David talked to his soul. David said, he told his, he told, told his soul to be still. Who's in control? Who's in charge, your head or your spirit? Tell it to be still. And if it doesn't work the first time, you just come right back and say, listen, I'm in charge here. You shut up and be still. It'll take you a little while to get it still. But keep at it. Stay with it. Remember, as you write your vision, you need also you need scriptures. That's what I've given you a bunch of. Just But, but what you're believing Him for, based... You need scriptures that will back that up. Don't allow the influence of other people uh, to affect your, your vision. Their small thinking will rob you. Let me give you one last scripture. Amos chapter 9 and verse 13. It says, Behold, the day, days come, says the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper. And the treader of grapes, him that soweth seed. The mountains shall drop down sweet wine and all the hills shall melt. What he's talking about here is things are going to be happening so quick. You, you plant a seed and the, and the reaper's right behind you to, to harvest. So the wait time may be shorter. Now, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just throwing this out here for you. I can't say this is going to happen every time. But as we get closer to the end, it will. I just don't know how close we are. Yeah. I just know it's real close. You understand? Let's all stand. I know I've given you a lot this morning, but uh, uh, take this home. Brother Copeland was saying this last night. He said, you, you've got to have the Word. You yeah. cannot do without the Word. You, you need the Word desperately. Yes, that's true. Make it priority. That's what he said. First priority. A lot of things can, can happen, but you can, you, you're the one that makes the priorities. That's true. Okay? Well, Father, we thank you for a new year.
Thank you, Father. A new beginning, as it were. Yeah. And Father, as, as we sit down to put pen to paper to write out our vision, we ask for your encouragement. We ask for your help. To make, make choices that would give glory to you. Choices that will help us. If people are in need of things, then that they have, they have the faith rise up in them to write that out in the vision. Amen. To to be able to draw closer to you this year. To be able to know your word and know you more. So Father, we come looking to you. We come looking to our helper, the Holy Spirit. He, you, you have sent him for this very purpose, to be our helper. And since he is here to be our helper, we have the confidence that we can come and ask and get an answer. And so, Father, we thank you right now. And, Father, at the beginning of this year, that you would put in the hearts of everyone here a greater hunger to see others born again, to see others brought into the kingdom and grow, not just get saved, quote, unquote, but that they would come into the kingdom and grow and be a part of the body. So, Father, we just thank you for this now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, turn and greet someone around you, and you're dismissed. Um, I want you to just, she's going to bless us in a